Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast episode 37. That's right, folks. I was wrong yesterday. It was episode 36 yesterday when I said it was episode 35. That is the kind of warts and all podcast you're going to get here. I rather high-handedly told Single White Medusa that it was actually episode 35 when she insisted it was 36 using her superpower Asperger skills and she was right and I was wrong and like the Bible we're going to give it to you warts and all here so if I commit adultery on a roof with Bathsheba we're going to let you know better not (laughs) yeah what do you like about the warts and all do you have any experiences from your past in musical theater in Modesto in which the reason I say that is (laughs) the mic wasn't on for the first half of this (laughs) podcast and she told this story so Luckily, yeah, we hadn't gone too far. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I always enjoy that when people are just real with their mistakes, too. It's kind of entertaining. Um, Like, when I was in high school and I was doing, um, like, local dinner theater shows, there was, like, a group of kind of the older adult pros that that did one, and I went to see it. You know, so they were were good and stuff. But um, one of the, like, the funny guy, he, like, totally messed up. And, but he just went with it and made a joke out of it. And, like, I, it always made an impression on me. Like, that was so pro. I, w- I would, like, at that time, I would have, I would not have known to do that. And I was like, oh, that was brilliant. Cause that, that, like, you just admit it and own it. And, right. it, and you made it funny. And then it made it comfortable for right. the people in the audience. And it was great. So, yeah. You were at the stage in your career where you would have died had you made a mistake. Oh, on yeah. Stage. I mean, I still think I probably would have done these slightly pro thing which is like you just go on and don't make a thing of it you just pretend it didn't happen I mean that's better than going oh no oh my gosh like you don't do that for line (laughs) but I don't and and I don't think you can make a joke out of it with everything you can't do that in like a super pro production but I don't know if it's that kind of easy going hey we're just here having a good time I think that's the way to go because it's just really entertaining to me and you are very good at that you are Little Miss Pollyanna about like taking disaster. I've seen you in the middle of disasters and sort of like, this is great. Don't, this is going to be a memory. It's going to be great. (laughs) And like, literally it's like the worst possible situation. How about this one? When I literally got punched in the eye in that Shakespeare play, like it was supposed to, it was supposed to look like it and it was supposed to be fake. (laughs) One time is the director too, because the director was playing the starring role. The director was a lunatic. (laughs) And uh, he connected one time and socked me in the eye. And like, you know, luckily I had, I was supposed to fall down anyway, like he had hit me, but like it was actually real that time. And, uh, but you know, you just, you go on. I just figured, hey, I don't even have to act this time. (laughs) And then later in that season, the guy literally, um, freaks out, forgets a line, and walks off stage and strands like a bunch of cast members on stage. That's right. And, well, actually, we were both a couple of those cast members That's stranded true. on stage. But yeah. I was going to say you, because I actually, again, I did the semi-pro thing, which is to keep doing what I was supposed to do, which is I was kind of a soldier, so I was supposed to, which is funny because I'm a, a chick. But Well, that was the, <laughs> that was the we were, we're turning everything on its head. The women yeah. are soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I just stood like stock still like I was supposed to. But um, luckily you and another girl. Yes. Like Jen saved, Gabber. Yeah. Saved the day. Yes. Alice. <laughs> you can say it. But... Uh, she was uh, Rick James would call her every night at one o'clock in the morning and he'd say, Jen Gabba, uh, you're going to be my Alice in ghetto land. Let's go for a ride my limo. And she'd be like, no, Rick, I'm tired. And that was an interesting yeah. story. So yeah, you guys saved it with your improv skills, we did. and you kind of improved 
your way out of it in a, in sort of semi-Shakespearean <laughs> words. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? Like, I there remember was, the main line that you said. <laughs> there was a lot of forsooth lease and what hoes. But, like, you were like, and I now present to you the sword. The like, sword. <laughs> you couldn't think of a more, like, fancy way to yeah. say it, but you, you got it through. Now I can do it. Through. The blade of renown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was, it was redonkulous. <laughs> you do a lot of redonkulous stuff in your early acting career in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, thinking that's going to get you somewhere, and realize, later you realize. But, you know what, I wouldn't trade those adventures for anything. They were a lot of fun, and it was an interesting time then, and I bet Hollywood, when it was really kind of rolling and cool, and and I bet it was really something, but I think, you know, I'm glad I never, you know, really made it into the upper echelons because it, it gets pretty skeevy and I just like putting on shows. I like, I like entertaining. That's why, I mean, for me, writing books is like doing, like is not just directing my own movie. It's acting in the movie, scoring the movie, costuming the movie, like everything that I want to do. And like, I think I want to make a movie someday. Um, and it'll probably be a completely disappointing experience, but Every time I write a book, that's what it feels like, and that's why I love writing books. But it's uh, it was a, it was an interesting time to be out of the military and kind of finding your way, and and we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of adventures together. Yeah, good times. Yeah, people think you're just some hoochie mama who hooked up with me after I did mildly okay at writing. Right, exactly. But like I married is, you for your money. Yeah, the truth <laughs> is, like... you had all the money, and I didn't have it. I had three outfits when we met uh two, i don't want to correct you but i feel two, like it was two, two you had like your normal everyday casual outfit yeah and then you had your audition outfit yeah. i can't think that of any other I yeah i don't think you had any more than that i was broke that's okay you were quirky and i was quirky I and weird mind. i was yeah, weird and quirky was we had a fun show yesterday uh the interesting show if you like very dark stuff and there were some good uh comments that uh, uh, uh that we wanted to talk about and so why don't we start with what our buddy JR said and then some of the takes that you had on it. Yeah. Well, and to make it clear, I don't think he was disagreeing with no. us. I think he was just letting I us think know was, what yeah. liars Wikipedia. Yeah. Wikipedia Which is what we're really trying to do. We're trying to call everybody in big tech, everybody controlling the Internet and the government absolute liars, which, I mean, prove me wrong that they're not. Prove me wrong that they're not. And so... JR helped us to kind of consolidate those things. So if you didn't read the comments yesterday, we're going to go in on one of those comments and then we're going to clean it up. Not clean it up. We're going to explore and expand, which is an old improv term. Um, By just diving back into the McMartin portion one more time. And then we're going to talk about something that also proves why the internet is full of lies. Today should be called uh, the attack on Wikipedia. Because I think both stories are really about what a just giant freaking cesspool of lies wikipedia is and you would not be wrong when the revolution starts and i'm pretty much convinced by the hour that the revolution is going to start if you didn't find uh the business offices of wikipedia and burn them to the ground with the uh explosive or flammable of your choice hey fbi i said it but you know what you're making criminals and everybody out of us so you know you're just turning everybody into criminals with this stuff but constantly repressing the truth and lying about everything you're making the case for the own noose that you're looping about your neck so i'm tired of pretending about stuff it's probably going to go this way you guys seem that seems to be your plan to kind of push everybody into this kind of decision um so you know basically you get what you ask for so here we go 
Yeah, so um, JR had a few comments, but they were kind of related. So um, here's, I think, the first one. So I looked up Ray Bucky on Wikipedia, and they're not talking about the newer finding. Quote, several excavations turned up evidence of old buildings on the site and other debris from before the school was built, but no evidence of any secret chambers or tunnels was found. And then... Um, his next comment was, at the bottom it mentions the tunnels found and the link to the finders, but dismisses them as bad science. And finally, W. Joseph Wyatt's 2002 report concluded that the so-called tunnels under the preschool were more plausibly explained as a series of adjacent rubbish pits used by the owners of the site before the preschool's construction in 1966. Materials found during the excavation included bottles predominantly dated to the 1930s and 40s, as well as tin can fragments, plywood, inner tubes, professionally butchered livestock bones, four small containers of trash, as well as the former owner's old mailbox. More from the wiki entry. So the things that jump out at, at me, and now we're going to just dive back into that McMartin aspect and look at that. But one of the things that... that, that um dives in at me is the the subtle mockery that comes in there and that's most noted in the term bad science okay there's no science here there there is the science of the archaeological report but it's that typical leftist desire to sort of like use intellectual snobbery and take anything that's critical or anything that calls into question the advanced narrative and use this sort of scientism religion and these sort of like, you know, like they're out of the Catholic, that is blasphemy, sir, you shall face the rack, you know, and it's like, it's not blasphemy to think that the sun is at the center of our solar system. That's, that's the same kind of thing that the left is doing right now every time they invoke science. They're going back to that sort of attack on Galileo type thing mm-hmm. where they, they label everything under this sort of like, um, science is, is the one true belief system. And if you get on the other side of science, well, first off, you're a dotard. And second off, we can mock you and humiliate you. So I kind of don't understand the bad science take in the Wikipedia thing. But Wikipedia is pure bad science, mm-hmm. which are just lies. All that science is is a method of investigation. So to say something is bad science is to actually just say it's a bad method of, uh, method of investigation. Well, that really is Wikipedia, you know, in the, the constant rewriting of data, the constant suppression of anything else that you don't like, which we're going to show you in the second half of the podcast. That would actually be bad science. And again, it goes back to the maxim, whatever the left is accusing you of is most likely what the left is actually doing. So... Now we're going to go back into that McMartin report and we're going to dive into what was said. And single white Medusa, using her Asperger's superpower, was able to detect some flaws. So here's just a flaw. Well, just one of the statements in Wikipedia's thing already debunked in the heading of the FBI document, by the way. So again, to just debunk the wikipedia that said but no evidence of any secret chambers or tunnels was found well it's funny because the heading of this says the tunnels found at the mcmartin preschool a preliminary report so right there and i want to highlight real quick whose report is this the fbi's actual this is the actual (laughs) fbi's report 
And if you think that like this was copied off the internet, it's not. It's actually downloaded from the FBI's vault. That's how you get the PDF. This is not some image screen capped off the internet. This is from the FBI. It's in the FBI's report. And there is actually, if you listen to the two links that we posted yesterday, especially the interview with the guy who was writing the book on the finders, he actually interviewed the guy who wrote the report. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is not bad science, which would be an opinion or a lack of investigation. This is an actual investigation by somebody who is skilled in cartography, archaeology, map making, which would all be sciences. So it would actually be what? Good science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A method of investigation. The person makes no bad science would be doing what the left does is taking this and going. And so obviously this means that the McMartins were Satanists and blah, blah, blah. That the archaeologist who did this report never for a moment took the time to editorialize. Mm -hmm. He just said, hey, these are the things that we found. Wikipedia, on the other hand, tells you baits and switches. And then tells you why, you know, a very pointed redirect, misdirect, I would say, to tell you why this report is false, why you shouldn't believe it, why you should go back to sleep, children. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, then it says, a formal report will be released when forensic tests are concluded. And then it has, like, bullet points, 45-foot tunnel. This is um, back in the report. That's, yeah. That's wedged in the FBI document. Mysteriously, and I don't know if I talked about this yesterday, but here's why I think. So remember, we're in the report on the finders, which was a document dump right when Epstein was killed. It seems to be some sort of inter-special uh, alphabet people war going on, probably between the FBI and the CIA trying to out each other. They both had these sort of uh, brownstone child-based sex scandals. Um, but the thing that you want to remember is the finders report has nothing to do with McMartin. This archaeological document is just wedged in there. What do I think it is? I think it's a signal. I think it's a signal from somebody who is on the inside uh, of the FBI or who is close to the deep state. And they're saying, listen, this stuff is really jacked up. And it's true. And I don't want to lose my pension. And I think I'm doing better on the inside than the outside. I think when they were told to release this document, they made sure that this report was jammed in there because it bears no context to the rest of the document. I think there's a subtle implication because it's the document is talking about, the finder's document is talking about how there was a request by the local police departments to go uh, find the maps that the children referenced as secret tunnels beneath Washington, D.C., and that that, pro that request was denied as top secret. Um, so what someone did is they came in here and said, well, there are tunnels beneath Washington, D.C., and when they try to tell you there aren't, here's another instance when they told you there weren't tunnels, and there actually were. Here is the actual investigation. And as the guy who is writing the book will tell you, this report had never been seen. No one knew that this report existed. So someone was signaling from the inside that this stuff is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, so it's talking about this 40-foot tunnel, 9-foot wide subterranean entrance found under west wall of the, quote, dog room, uh, parentheses, classroom 4, redacted classroom, parentheses. Um, do you want me to read every single thing or just the interesting stuff? 
Yeah, just the interesting stuff. Okay. Um, so pretty quickly, there's something that I think is interesting. That refutes the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Disney bag. So this is something found in that space, in that uh, tunnel area, that 45-foot tunnel. Disney bag, copyright 1982, found four and a half feet below the classroom floor and three to six inches in from entrance and under foundation, comma, classroom floor. Now, why would that refute the report? Um, it made it... Well, it was trying to say that... The Wikipedia. Entry. Right. Um, Wikipedia was trying to say the stuff underground was like from... The 1930s. Way a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. And they were trying to say that these chambers were actually just dump pits. Yeah. Is that when you read the entire report, and that's why it might have actually been interesting to read the entire report, is it actually shows that it's well constructed. Yeah. And that it's uh, hand dug. Yeah, it'll say and, that in here. Yeah. And, and that when it tries to say that it's old foundational architecture, well, no one in architecture uses plyboards, black tarp paper, and cinder blocks. VC tunnel masters use that stuff because they don't have modern building techniques. So it definitely indicates that the, the, this series of tunnels was hand dug. Exactly. Not old foundation work. Yeah. So then it's it's a lot of like kind of measurements and stuff sort of describing like where like where the tunnels were and where they went. But um, let me see like what the next interesting thing is. Um, so four large upright containers were found in the tunnel under the arch, obviously hand placed. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so here's the part you were kind of mentioning. Um, a nine-foot-wide chamber was found along the tunnel under classroom four. Top of chamber and top of sections of the tunnel had layers of plywood covered with, I think it says tar paper, but I'm not sure. It's hard to read. Um, which had apparently been supported by cinder blocks and two-by-two two and two-by-four wooden posts found underneath. Tunnel features made it evident that tunnel was hand-dug. And then it um, is describing a seven-foot tunnel extending into the triplex or triplex, I don't know, triplex, extending into the triplex next door. Um, tunnel extended from the bathrooms off the office and classroom one to the front yard of the triplex next door. So that's also refuting what Wikipedia was trying to say because it made it sound like, oh, they weren't even connected. The stuff underground was just like old stuff and whatever. It wasn't yeah. part of the preschool. Well, how come like the tunnel actually did open into the uh, yeah, how bathroom. Come, how and then come it that random building into... building went to the other random building mm -hmm. that was owned by the same people? Exactly. And was and was and is referenced by many children who there are medical reports of them being molested. Um, how come all of this is going? It's how come all the coincidences are again going in one direction? But as usual, they tell us. This is bad science. This is a carefully constructed hoax. This is this is a conspiracy theory, folks. This is part of the satanic panic. It's amazing the phraseology and words that keep coming up to tell us not to look. And I think from an intelligence aspect, and I mean actual intelligence where you go and you, you try to ascertain and you try to learn things, military intelligence, um, whenever they tell you not to look there, whenever the enemy tells you not to look there, well, guess what? That's where you need to go look. Whenever the enemy says there's nothing there, guess what? That's where you need to go look. And I think that's maybe the maximum coming up, maxim for all of us now, coming up is whenever the government says there's nothing to see, in general, 
that means there's something we need to see specifically. Exactly. So again, that said, because I'm going to read on, but just to refresh here, tunnel extended from the bathrooms off the office and classroom one to the front yard of the triplex next door. Front yard concealed from street by three car garage. Children described entrance and exiting tunnel in triplex yard exactly where tunnel and exit were found. 139 by 41 inch area under a hole cut in this neighbor's bathroom floor had been excavated and subsequently filled. So Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. What's what stands out to me in all of these stories is the amount of children that talk about tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the children know each other from all these different incidents. Yeah. And it's not like the children can read stuff or read accounts. I mean like they organically and independently come up with this constant narrative that there are tunnels being used. Yeah. And so it, it, it's very interesting, and I think we can get further down the well on some people who've really we talked about, you know, that there are a system of tunnels beneath the United States, that there are actually cities in these tunnels that the wealthy have built. Yeah, that's all crazy. That sounds really crazy. Then you get to that part in the book of Revelations where it talks about the rich and the elite will will tell the rocks to fall down on them and seal them in so that they can escape the wrath of God. And that definitely indicates some sort of large tunnel network system, doomsday-type bunker. You know that Bible, that old, out-of-date, non-science book that was written between two and 6,000 years ago, you know, over the course of time, by a bunch of independent people who didn't know each other, who were all in it to make money. They were all in it to make money and do the patriarchy and all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing how all that stuff keeps coming true. Just mm-hmm. weird, you know, hey, your mileage may vary on that, but it is something interesting. It's amazing how it has never changed. You know, the Bible has never changed as far as what it says, and it's still relevant, and it still holds true. And it's funny how science has changed yeah. so so often <laughs> so much. Yeah, I mean, just and Fauci. To, like, Take the masks like... off. Put the masks on. Wear three masks. You've got to wear 16 masks. <laughs> you need to be vaccinated. You need to be boosted. The vaccination's bad. You're going to be open. You're going to be closed. (laughs) Okay. And then there's just a little bit more stuff here, but it is some more interesting stuff. I am science. (laughs) Now, this is a bullet point that says other significant facts. Small bullet point. A small white plastic plate with three pentagrams hand drawn on top of light green paint was found by the archaeologists in the stratified dirt in the play yard. Do you know how the liberal elite, like your intellectual, intellectual Roddy, say pentagrams? How? Pentagram. <laughs> pentagram. I say there's a pentagram on this place. <laughs> um, per historical archaeologist, the pentagrams were hand-drawn by an adult and not part of the manufacturer's design. Yeah. Many other artifacts found, whose analyses will be released upon completion of tests. No doorknobs were on classroom three door, only a deadbolt lock. Each classroom had on and off light switch labeled fire alarm system did not connect to fire station but was used as an alert within the school yes huh i wonder why they would need an i alert wonder why they would need to alert people school. in the school like it was probably to tell them that it was it was time to take a nap <laughs> and they would just throw the fire alarm like, like you know that you do yeah <laughs> exactly nothing shady here folks and deadbolt lock mm-hmm. even in my day i remember fire doors being a huge thing like you couldn't lock any fire doors and that, I mean, like, when you ditched, you always used the fire doors to get out because they could never be locked. 
So I'm pretty sure that any kind of deadbolt, and I'm talking 70s. So this is the 80s. So I don't think any deadbolt lock would have passed muster in a school that was probably f- getting inspected fairly regularly, you know, the, the being that there were children there. So again, more warning signs. And the thing that always bothers me is that the next move that the Wikipedians like to come in and say, the revisionists, is they like to come in and say, well, you've caught us with our pants down. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you've <laughs> caught us with that. our pants down. <laughs> and clearly you've exposed our attempt to obfuscate, to lie to you. Um, so we're going to give you a bone. Please don't. Um, we're going to give you a bone. Uh, it was just a lone guy. It was just two people. That's all it was. They were acting independently. They dug these tunnels together. Uh, none of the people in the city ever questioned the fire alarm. The fire marshals did never question the fire alarm that didn't work. None of the parents questioned the fire alarm that didn't work. None of the uh, people questioned the deadbolt, the safety inspectors, city, all the licensing people that would have seen these things. You don't dig a tunnel all by yourself. A group of people dig a tunnel. You don't pass several city inspections without somebody... You know, I'm trying to say at the end of the day, there's more evidence of a conspiracy of a group of people than a lone person. But when you push the Wikipedians, the liars, and the revisionists, at the end of the day, when you fully catch them and say, this thing was done, this sin was committed, this crime has been revealed the thing they do next is say well yes but it was just one psychopath Mm -hmm. and then you know quickly they'll do a tv movie or a netflix show and they'll show you that it was actually a christian or a right-wing republican who was Mm -hmm. molesting the children you know and 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 like you know when they show you on tv and they try to tell you that terrorism is all done by the jews and the christians (laughs) you're like really (laughs) really homeland i didn't know that's barack obama's favorite show huh (laughs) yeah I can see where uh, naming them Muslims would be a problem. (laughs) And then uh, finally, the last um, other significant facts thing. More than 2,000 artifacts were found under the school floor, including over 100 animal bones. Yes. But Wikipedia makes a point to tell you that these were professionally butchered. butchered. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I could see... uh, Again, where does Wikipedia get their information if this is a classified FBI report that no one's ever seen the light of day on? Mm-hmm. Well, so here's my other thing that I was going to say. Um, the s- story that we're going to talk about next really quickly um, is a story where very recently, within the last month, um, uh, let's just say information got scrubbed within five days of something happening. Yeah, and so what I was thinking is, okay, people are always so ready to jump on there and change stuff in the blink of an eye, yet, um, as JR pointed out, they don't have any of this new information on there. Well, why not? Because <laughs> this has been out That's for... That's a good point. Like, what, what was it then? Was it October or November of 2019? It was, it was the month before COVID. Yeah, so like... It was right during the Epstein thing, and you would think like... that you would half. You know, if you're able to scrub someone's entire career, like we're about to listen to, um, in five days, how come you couldn't update with this report, provide links, let people come to these conclusions and decide for themselves... And in this podcast, anything that we say and people, you know, write comments and call us out and say, no, you've got it wrong there. I actually know more of the story. I'm interested in that 
and I know Single White Medusa is interested mm-hmm. in that because we want to know the truth. We yeah. just don't want to know what we feel because feelings aren't a great way to, to judge things on. We don't want to know what we're rooting for because we're not rooting for anything other than the truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so we just want to know the truth. And sometimes people have come along and provided us a little more detail. And I really enjoyed that. So never feel, you know, for a moment that you shouldn't call the balls and strikes on anything that we say. We are groovy with that. We we appreciate that. But apparently at Wikipedia, that's just verboten. Exactly. So there's sort of a window into, I think, what's going to be an ongoing conversation with us because it's where we're deep diving right now. And I think it's kind of shaping um, a detective story that I want to write. I don't know if I'll publish it under my name or possibly a pen name, but I've got this character I've been working on. And I've got some ideas about some stories that I want to tell. And I think I'd like to tell a version of kind of what we're deep diving on now. Because I think it's really interesting. And what we're deep diving on are these conspiracies and things like that. Revolving around these sort of child sex cults. And I'm sure that'll be a completely like, you know, non-starter book for the classic uh, fiction and fantasy crowd. But I'm more interested in telling the truth and what resonates and what's right Instead of, um, you know, telling the same old, you know, she was a dangerous gla- ga- gal who walked into my office with legs way up to there. And, you know, ah, I'm interested in kind of telling. But everybody knows I kind of do. favorite line. Throw in your favorite line. Which is? From, is it Dashiell Hammond? Um, oh, yeah. You got it. Uh, she, her, she, had the, she had the kind of face that would make a priest kick in. Oh, it was, she had the kind of legs that would make a priest kick in a stained glass window. <laughs> You're yeah. always like, I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. That's Chandler, actually, oh, not Dashiell Hammett. I get those two mixed up for some reason. But it's uh, it's it's interesting times, and I think, you know, what I like about what we're all doing here, and that's everyone who's listening, is we're all kind of working on the truth together. And we're all having a big conversation, and I think that's better than being over on Facebook where like my Facebook this page this week got invaded by China pots who are all doing this really weird. They're all different, but they're all doing the same thing and linking hyperlinking to these really wacky groups that hate on conservatives. And, you know, they're probably China bots or, you know, Bernie bros that all here's Here's how you tell a Bernie bro picture picture. Their profile pics all look like they're on Zoloft, like they're a Zoloft ad. <laughs> you know, like I'm so much happier now that my life didn't work out and I'm on Zoloft. Um, so that's kind of, that's what I like about this format is, you know, I can, I can give my take and I can say my things and then everybody can kind of jump in with their stuff and we can have an ongoing conversation, sort of this sort of like, you know, Twitter or Facebook flame war where Facebook comes over and says, you know, uh, Hey, that conversation isn't too great that you're having there. Uh, be a shame if anything happened to your group, which is kind of what they're doing to my galaxy's edge page, like the funny thing too is like there are people that are involved in galaxy's edge that are diametrically the opposite of anything I think or believe or support. And I like them. I I think galaxy's edge is for everybody and I support them. And I think they're actually great people. I'm thinking of one guy in particular who is a veteran. I, I think he's cool. He doesn't agree with the things that I agree with, but I love that he's over on the page. Well, Facebook goes after his posts more than they go after anything I say. They've just, they've just, got a hate on for the group and so it's con they're they're trying to constantly report it and i think it'll it'll be thrown off and so the cool thing about the Substack that we're doing here 
here's a shameless pitch for you to subscribe now. It would be a great way to support this this podcast. Um, go in at the monthly, you know, go in at the, the yearly, you get a, a, a $10 discount on it there. Or be a foundation member and support and get something really personalized and exciting for me, from me that's a collectible. That would be cool too. But I think doing this Substack, which is ultimately where I'm going to probably end up, being able to communicate with people is a much better way to communicate truthfully and kind of figure out these stories on our own. And it's away from that commie Zuck who's going to report you and who has files on you and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, um, what's our next story here? Well, so we were, there's kind of just a couple bullet points here. So, uh, it's not super long or at least, um, so the dark horse podcast, we might've talked about this before, or a lot of people might be familiar. It was that Brett Weinstein's show. Um, he had on, I think in early June, I think it was, um, the doctor who invented the kind of mRNA technology um, that, you know, obviously is now being used in these vaccines. Um, and he had him on and another another scientist talking about mainly a lot about ivermectin and how much it's helping and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And basically, five days after... Um, this his name is Dr. Malone, this one that invented the mRNA technology. So five days after his Dark Horse podcast appearance, Dr. Malone's scientific accomplish, accomplishments and contributions were scrubbed from Wikipedia. As recently as June 14th, 2021, Malone's contributions were extensively included in the historical section on RNA vaccines Wikipedia page. June 16th, his name was removed and his accomplishments attributed to nameless researchers at the Salk Institute, the University of California, and the University of Wisconsin. So the show that he was on was June 11th. Even as recently as June 14th, it was still up there. And then by June 16th, it's gone. Yeah. So this is classic Soviet communist unpersoning. You know, just brushing you out of the air photo. Again, if you haven't seen it, go watch The Death of Stalin. It's an absolutely brilliant, uh, dark comedic take on how this actually works and how it worked in Soviet Russia. But it's, it's very much this thing. Now, the interesting thing about this guy is he is the inventor of MR, MNR, mRNA. And he, know, he, 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 ha, he has been vaccinated. Um, but he questions this vaccine and he questions all the things. So he had just done a pro- po- podcast with the other guy who did the one with, what's his name? Weinstein. Yeah. So Brett Weinstein, Brett that's Weinstein. the one that is talking about. He had just done a pro- podcast with Brett Weinstein. Now they might've gone under the, the, the radar there because they were all about ivermectin on that one. But then Brett Weinstein went on the Joe Rogan show oh, yeah. and that blew the entire thing up. And even now that you're actually seeing today, um, oh, lo and behold, after Joe Rogan said, why don't you go change a molecule in ivermectin drug companies, and then you can charge us a bunch of money for it. And then maybe you won't kill us with your stupid vaccines. That today, the drug companies are getting money from the government to invent their own ivermectin. That's how jacked up this entire thing is. But what I think they're doing is they're doing, you know, they're, they're targeting this guy because he did the interview with Weinstein and Weinstein did the interview with Rogan. And so 
it's basically commie uh, six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. So it's six degrees of separation from Stalin. And so basically they're all they're all getting wiped out because here's what I think's coming. I think the proverbial manure is about to hit the spinning fan blades. The vaccine it ain't working. It's got problems. Um, a lot of people went in all in on this. Remember, all the celebrities who like get the vaccine now. We're in our darkest time. I'm Luke Perry. No, Luke Perry's dead. But, you know, like all the stupid Avengers, get the vaccine now. The stupid, uh, there's this one Chinese chick who's Chinese-American. She has, like, witch hair. And I remember (laughs) her like, get the effing vaccine, you know, and everything like that. Oh, well, I think you guys are all going to regret that now that the vaccine's hurting people. But I also remember that none of us, unless we were medical professionals, were allowed any... Oh, and apparently even the medical professionals weren't allowed to give medical advice. Mm -hmm. Apparently only Zuckerberg and Bill Gates can give medical advice. Well, I think they're about to own that because you guys were telling people to get something that harmed people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that's going to all shake out, but I do feel there is a CYA moment kind of going down here cya y'all know what that means cover Cover your butts mom (laughs) mom want to hear a funny thing about my mom today yeah (laughs) (laughs) is it something i don't know or no you know so (laughs) i'm on my way to crossfit this morning and and i burp and she goes what's that and i go oh i just burped and i was telling nicole uh excuse me because that's what you're supposed to do when you burp and my mom goes you know what it might mean if you have indigestion in the morning and and you can like a sign of indigestion can be a heart attack not the bagel and egg that i woof down and everything (laughs) like that but for my mom my mom immediately always goes to the darkest possible thing because i'm her only child so she's got a lot wrapped up in me so everything like i told you my mom's still worried about me being abducted by child molesters (laughs) um and she's worried that if i burp it might be a heart attack so so you told her like well, you kind of jumped the gun and like, you're yeah. like, I know what you're going to say, mom, with the heart thing, but you're like, I've had this for a long time. Yeah. I, and she goes, I, well. You know what that might, you know what that, you know what that might mean? I'm like, cancer? <laughs> Just like, you know. Yeah. And then, oh, and then I'm doing CrossFit and I'm, 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 uh, what am I doing? Like rings. Mm-hmm. And, and Nicole goes, is that a tumor in no. your stomach? I said, is that a welt? But what I really was wondering, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a tumor. But yeah. I was like, well, maybe it's a welt. Uh, no, it's just a, it's a fat shadow. No, it wasn't. So uh, I used to be a hypochondriac, but then uh, not anymore. So the women in your life cured the you women in it. my life completely. Where I'm just like, well, okay, I maybe I will die of a heart attack. Wouldn't that be great? No. Going to heaven. I'm going to be with Jesus, and you guys can be here in the revolution. Mm. But I, I think terrible. I'm pretty fit. I did. I yeah. did. Uh, I did I did CrossFit with 70 pound dumbbells today. That was crazy cuz your know. highest has been 50 and then yeah. you like jumped up to 70. I was I like hulked. what? That was I crazy. Hulked. Hulked. Don't make me chaos actual because you wouldn't like me when I chaos actual. Exactly. You're getting prison ripped. So, um yeah, cuz I think I'm going to the gulag probably <laughs> with saying stuff like, you know, um I encourage you to take out your uh incendiary explosives against these liars. That's not encouraging violence. I'm just saying it's coming to that, and um, you're probably going to do that. And these people have been actively deceiving you. And really, I think in the case of the vaccine, trying to make you sick, trying to hurt you, trying to kill you. Why would you take the inventor of mRNA technology who wants to? And I remember in that podcast, 
all he was saying is, I think we should have a conversation. And I think And people... having a conversation has yeah. now got you unpersoned. Yeah. So when people are sick and dying, and we just watched a video where a girl who took the vaccine now has what looks like Bell's palsy and is having that sort of, I think it's kind of like Parkinson's, like Michael Jackson had, where your limbs, not Michael Jackson, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox, Fox, where where I can tell when you're I little, know my face. Your, your, your little Asperger's <laughs> face just freaks out. Your beautiful face suddenly seizes <laughs> like, a, like an engine without oil. Um, she, young girl got the shot, didn't have any of these things. Now she's Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. And I think what my, my, you know, my off the wall supposition about the vaccine is that it's going to develop because of its properties and anti-inflammatory inflammation, it's inflammation causing properties, I should say. Um, I think what it's going to do is going to reveal things that you are genetically susceptible to. So I'm not saying this girl would have never had these things, but kind of keeping an eye on things and the way that things are going. And I've been following this for a year now. And, and I mean really researching and listening to all sides and trying not just what I want to hear, but but everything. I think what the vaccine does is it makes you more likely to develop what you were probably going to get over time. That's most, uh, you know, realized by Eric Clapton, who already had peripheral neuropathy. And as soon as he got the vaccine, it advanced by 15 years to where he can't feel his fingers or hands now. And every time he touches anything hot or cold, uh, his hands burn and his feet burn uh, for the rest of the day. So those are those are I that I'm not like I'm not saying it, it causes those things. What I'm saying is that I think the vaccine has a predisposition to advance things that are already within you. That's not mitigating how horrible that is. That's I mean, I think that's that's literally playing Russian roulette with people by loading the cylinders more instead of just having one bullet in all five cylinders, putting four to five bullets in it and basically saying you're going to get done by this. And and I think they're do I think that's an accidental do I think that's a bug? Nope. I think if you're looking at the people who designed it, it's a feature. Um, because these are people that talk about scarcity of resources and overpopulation. And what they're saying is, well, why don't we clean up all the bad genetic defects? The people that have these things does two things. It, it cleans up the gene pool, and we all want to be the Aryan master race, but we're not Nazis. You MAGA people are Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, you people who don't agree with us are Nazis, but we would like to make a master race. <laughs> oh, okay, Hitler. <laughs> exactly. Okay, anti-Hitler. Um, and uh, and then I think it does another thing, is it, is it cuts down on the resources, which seems to be a really big thing for them. They really are really concerned about these resources, and I am really suspect of people that are concerned about my stuff. My stuff is none of your business. My money is none of your business. My wife is none of your business. But apparently in sort of utopia world, everything that's mine needs to be the public's business. And I think that's the fundamental point we all have to get into here is a disagreement and a, a battle, a fight, if you will, a gunfight, a street battle, whatever you want to call it. I know which way it's heading. We all do. Uh, over uh, my life is none of your business anymore. Like I said in like what the China bot showed up on it. It's, it's interesting of all the inflammatory things that I say on Facebook. The China bot showed up over that. I know. 
which is when did we give the power to Facebook to engineer Utopia? It was just here to post cat pictures and see who got fat from high school. Mm-hmm. That's all Facebook was. Did anybody join Facebook for anything, you know, other than like work, uh, people I used to know, hey, I can talk science fiction. And suddenly it's become all these loyalty tests and, and banning and canceling and gulag and extremist reports and you're a white supremacist. Like, that wasn't part of the original Facebook contract of why I signed up. And I find it shocking that Facebook and Google and Twitter are so involved in the government. There was a little story that I saw the other day. Oh, Amazon is hiring government liaisons now. And it was like a lot of positions. It was several positions. That's weird. Um, Yeah, why would Amazon need government liaisons? Well, I'll tell you why. They're Mm -hmm. one of the biggest defense contractors now, Mm -hmm. especially with cyber warfare. But it's just showing that my my big suspicion is that we have a big tech takeover of the government. Is it the deep state? I don't know. I think the deep state and big tech are different. I think big tech has the upper hand right now. Hmm, interesting. Do you think they're kind of in like a cold war with each other? I think things like that document dump indicate some kind of war. Mm-hmm. I think that um I think I think big tech can compromise deep state. I think I think deep state is establishment. I think big tech is the new player. Mm-hmm. Um, big tech can go a lot of ways, but I think they've had a marriage. The marriage was to get control over society. I think they worked well on that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a thing always to remember when you're on the losing side. And we're right now, we're the losers. We're the rebels. We're outside. And especially, you know, if you're a white Christian male like myself and single white Medusa. Except for male, but yeah. White I'm Christian female. 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 <laughs> and you're kind of caramel colored. Yeah. Yeah. I'm half white. You got I mean, an my mom name. is super white looking. Your so mom I'm is definitely super white like looking. half white and yes. half kind Portuguese. of white. So Brazilian Portuguese. So yeah. you could you could eth if you needed to. Yeah, I can kind of like you could, you could use either it. one when I need. <laughs> um, but I think you know when you look at Joe and Kamala. And it's pretty much an open secret, if that can be a thing, that they're at war with each other right now and that they're zinging each other. Even though we're on the losing side, even though our enemies all worked together, did you think for a second that they were going to continue to work together? Now they've got to get rid of each other because why would sociopathic billionaires ever be satisfied with a share when they can have all? So I think that's kind of what you're going to see next is the open infighting. So if I were to guess, I think that there was a marriage between establishment and big tech. Mm -hmm. And I think that big tech is now going to go after establishment. So, And I've had that sort of super bizarre theory where I think big tech is ultimately going to take over China. (laughs) That was a really interesting theory. And, And so I don't think China will take us over. I think big tech will take over China. So it's a very, very interesting time. Tonight we are going to Ruth Chris Steakhouse with some friends that we haven't seen for six months. We're going to have the Porter House, which is my favorite. Porter House for two. Here's how you pro at the Ruth Chris. You tell the waiter, you order your steak, and you say, okay, about halfway through this steak, I want you to do a plate swap on me, like a barrel change on an M240. And they come out halfway through and they throw down another plate uh, of hot sizzling butter. And then they move your, 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 what you've eaten of your steak onto that plate. And so it's like, it's like 
it's like uh, starting all over again from the top. It's once upon a time, once more. <laughs> That's right. And that is the podcast.